to true crime in a glass of wine. She's Sam. She's Jesse. And this is true crime in a glass <laughs> of wine. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, we're actually not drinking any wine tonight. Nah. You know, because it's New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy Everybody. New Year's. And I'm in full <laughs> resolution effect. <laughs> Jesse has her own things going on. But I expect when those things are over that you will have some decent resolutions. I have been working on at least one. I know. I'm proud of you. I, look, you're like, I'm going to get rid of clothes. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then like the next day, I think it was either the second or the third of the month. She's like, I got rid of a lot of clothes. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. You know, those like big black uh, yard waste garbage bags filled one of those babies up and i'm gonna work on number two that is amazing i'm gonna work on fitting into all of my clothes Mm. because i'm wearing fat pants (laughs) i have decided like a lot of my clothes was why are we talking about clothes we don't need (laughs) we don't need that it's resolution season baby (laughs) it's resolutions but yes once once uh some personal matters have been taken care of and everything and and some health things have been Mainly the health stuff once that's taken care of, I'll have some really good New Year's resolutions. So, yes, we want to wish everybody a happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Uh, Happy New Year's. Resolution season is probably my favorite holiday next to 4th of July because I like all the colors in the sky. (laughs) And I also want to wish Aaron Hansen from Game Grumps a happy birthday because it's his birthday birthday today on the day of this recording. And we're we're hoping that we will bring up Game Grumps enough that eventually we'll get an email or a phone <gasps> or a <laughs> Skype session <laughs> where they'll be like, please, please stop. Please. <laughs> we have a restraining order and we're getting your podcast removed from iTunes. Please, please stop. Uh, we so, can yeah. fangirl as much as we want, though. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I spent, that was my birthday gift to me. Okay. <laughs> buying all those signed cds <laughs> hey i've done stuff like that <laughs> happy birthday to me <laughs> i keep doing that too it's like i can get it for myself it's christmas and then i'm like what about the 150 bucks you just spent on ninja sex party and it's like okay <laughs> but my birthday's coming up in six months <laughs> you need to start making your list of what you want for your birthday by the way now yeah now so i can start planning for your birthday <laughs> Okay, hang on, guys. I got a plan for my birthday. We'll be back after these messages. No, it's after the beep. Oh, after the beep. Beep. <laughs> let's let's just get right into it. Wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. Who's, uh, who's going first? I don't. Um, I know that you're breaking your rule, but I don't know who you're doing. You know the name of who I'm doing, but yes. you don't know what he did. I know some of what he did. Right. I I know very vaguely, and 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 the most the, the most information that I do know is that there is a Scooby Doo episode that has the same title as the person you're doing. That's fucked up. <laughs> that is very fucked up. Okay. Okay. You go. Go. So, so on this, I uh, I it was half stenography work from watching a documentary. Should you be a stenographer? Because you seem to be pretty good at it. No. Okay. I'll keep doing what I'm doing, which I will reveal sometime this year. And it is not 
sex work. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all thought I was real. No, you probably, I don't know. I don't know what you thought. Okay, so half stenography on my part and then half copy-paste from Wikipedia. Wait. Okay, go. Thanks for that. I thought I'd heard some, some sort of weird noise, but apparently it was just my ears popping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so, documentary. Yes. Wikipedia. Yes. And then some other things that I've heard on podcasts, but I didn't find in my little bit of research. Yes. I'm sorry. Am I boring you? No. On May 23rd, 1950, in Sacramento, California, the vampire of Sacramento was born. Bum, bum, bum. So, Richard Chase, I'll just, you know, do the, the basic shit. So, he had an ordinary childhood. Um, the typical dysfunctional family for that time. So, arguing, some physical abuse, but it wasn't out of the norm for... 1950. If you had an abusive father, you had a good family because at least he was there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's dad wasn't there. Like, you know, really, he wasn't. <clears throat> um, one thing that was out of the ordinary is that he would harm and torture animals, mostly cats, because he's a piece of shit. Well, this is actually like, I had to leave stuff out. Because I am so bothered by some of the things he did. Well, all of the things he did. But yeah. specifically, I'm such an animal lover that it makes me really angry and want to kill people when I hear about animals being <laughs> tortured. So he seemed to fit in at school. Uh, in high school, he started to experiment with weed and LSD. Just You should have been like my mom, the pots. The pot. He started experimenting with, <laughs> with the, the pots <laughs> and the uh, LSD. He discovered a difference between himself and his peers, as in, like, he's, like, attracted to women, but he can't get an erection. He made a connection to, like, you know, to get an erection, you need blood flow to the penis. And because I can't get an erection... I don't have enough blood. So that's where the vampirism starts coming in, huh? Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's like, he's there's something wrong with this guy. Um, yeah, I wrote, I can't get a boner, I need blood. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get a boner, I need blood. This is why I can't be a legal stenographer. <laughs> um, so by the time he was in his 20s, he thought his mother was poisoning him. Hmm. But he also thought... I don't know if it was in his 20s or not, but <clears throat> he also thought that the Nazis were poisoning him and, like, turning his blood into powder. So he's having weird blood issues. Um, he thought bones, like his cranium or whatever, was starting to, like, break off and, like, grow from the back of his head. And he even, like, shaved his head once so he could, like, feel and observe the bones. Huh. Yeah. And, uh... What else? He thought his stomach was upside down. And he thought someone stole his pulmonary artery. You can't live without that. Oh, this caused him a lot of pain. Um, but it was all psychosomatic because none of this was actually happening. Yeah. Um, it was real to him. And according to Wikipedia, like one of the things that he thought, he thought that he could hold an orange to his head and absorb the vitamin C by diffusion. So... That's that's weird. Um, but this kind of reminds me of 
have you ever seen the movie A Beautiful Mind? I actually haven't. You haven't? No. Oh, well then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna gonna say that this kinda reminds me of but I don't wanna give away the movie. Okay. Well it's not really on my list of watch to watches unless there's some guy in it that I really like love Russell Crowe. Nah. No. No. <laughs> okay. Well uh he ends up being schizophrenic. Right. So he's been hallucinating things and he there's this one point where he is convinced that there's microchips or something like implanted into his skin, but it was all in his head. But to him it was like it was completely right. real. And so that's kind of when I'm when you were talking about this guy it reminded me of yeah. that movie because everything was so real to him. Yeah. But he's like he's a genius and he figures out, Oh, I have schizophrenia and then he's able to just block it out of his head, basically. Like, they're still there, the people that he was talking to. Oh, okay. And stuff, but he's able to It to sounds like a really it. good movie. It's a very, very good movie. If it's on Netflix or something, I'll, I'll put it on my list. Yeah, but I kind of gave away, like... It's fine. I actually think, like, I spoilers. saw a movie like that, or I did see that movie, but I was so young, I don't remember. It was my favorite movie for a while. In order to alleviate this pain that he was feeling, you would kill... He killed animals and used their blood and body parts. And that was the documentary's words. But what he did is he would snap their necks or slit their throats and drink their blood and then eat their organs. Sometimes mixing them with Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola of all things. <laughs> yeah. I guess it helps wash down that blood taste. Right. <laughs> so, and... And this is directly copy and pasted, but in 1975, Chase was involuntarily, Chase, Richard, I want to say Richard, Dick, <laughs> balls. <laughs> dick, 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 dick. <laughs> we did it. We couldn't do one episode without <laughs> referencing a song. Okay. So he was involuntarily committed to a mental institution after taken to a hospital for blood poisoning. And they're like, how did you get blood poisoning? And he's like, it must have been a bad rabbit. And mm. they're like, can you reiterate or whatever? And he's like, I've been injecting rabbit's blood. So he would oh. take blood from a rabbit and then syringe it into his veins. Yeah, that's not good. And it's something he used to do all... He'd do that. He did, that's what he does. Yeah. That's how he do. But this one must that have been a bad rabbit. And I'm sure it's just from... A bad rabbit and not injecting another animal's blood into yours? Yeah. Stupid. Okay. Um, he escaped from the mental hospital and went home to his mother. Um, he was apprehended and sent to an institution for the criminally insane. Wait, he escaped from the regular hospital because mm-hmm. they were going to have him committed. And then, you know, he was caught again. So somewhere in there, this wasn't mentioned in the documentary. And I think I read about it, but yeah, I did. Okay, so he had an apartment that his father bought for him, and he had roommates, right? Okay, yeah. And he's, like, the worst roommate, of course. Like, he's got this weird habit of his with animals, and he likes to walk around naked and do a lot of drugs. So he's high off weed and LSD and drinking alcohol, and he just likes to walk around naked. And they're like, you need to move out. Or maybe this wasn't the apartment his dad bought him. Yeah. Maybe he was just a roommate. And he's like, I'm not moving out. I'm staying here. And then all of his roommates were like, okay, we're moving out. Because <laughs> it's like, could you imagine that situation? 
where you have a roommate in your apartment and then he's so bad and so creepy that you leave mm-hmm. because he won't. That's a bad roommate. That is a bad roommate. <laughs> uh, do, do, do. So he's in this um, institution for the criminally insane where he often shared with staff fantasies about killing rabbits. He was once found with blood smeared around his mouth. Hospital staff discovered that he could he had captured two birds through the bars on his bedroom windows. Did the thing where he snapped their necks and like sucked their blood out. So the staff began the staff mm-hmm. began referring to him as Dracula. Okay. So after undergoing a battery of treatments involving psych psycho psychotropic drugs, Richard was deemed no longer a danger to society, and in 1976, he was released into the recognition of his parents. His mother, deciding that her son did not need to be on these drugs, um, weaned him off of them. Why would you do that? (coughs) He's fine. He's just quirky. Was that her words? No. It's my words. Okay. Alright. Continue. So... This next sentence I'm paraphrasing from the documentary. Mm-hmm. One time his mother walks into Chase tearing apart the family cat and smearing its blood on his face. This is copy and pasted from Wikipedia. One day in 1977, Chase rang his mother's doorbell and greeted her by thrusting a dead cat in her face. He then threw the cat to the ground, knelt down, ripped its stomach open and with his bare hands and stuck his hands inside the cat, smearing its blood all over his face while screaming. His mother calmly returned inside the house and did not report the incident to anyone. Okay. How does that make you feel? Very confused as to what the hell was she thinking? Like, that's that's when you call the insane, insane asylum and you're like, yeah. You know, yeah. please come and, and get him. He's he's wigged out again. Um, apparently somewhere in this, probably before nineteen seventy seven, he actually went to the he did. He went to a doctor and he's like, My blood is seeping out. Like I have a problem. Like he went to try to find help for his problem and the doctor's just like, Fuck off. Kindly. But like yeah. you're okay. You have your blood, go home. So he actually knew like something was wrong with him, and he went to go get help. Mm-hmm. This is nineteen seventies, so well, yeah, you know. And, and but back then, medical practices weren't that that as good as they are today. Right? There wasn't. I mean, it was like I assure you, you have your blood. A, You're a fine. Go home. Priority to right. them. Okay. August nineteen seventy seven in Period Lake, Nevada, on a routine patrol. Officers noticed a pickup truck stuck in the sand. When they looked inside the truck, they found a a shitload of blood, some rifles, and a bucket that had a liver in it. And there's clothing. And and everything's just bloody and fucked up. So they scan the area with binoculars to see if anyone is nearby. Maybe the owner of the truck. Some kind of light to shine on the situation. Yeah. (laughs) A dead body? Like, anything? And the document was was the liver human or was it animal? I'll get to that. Okay. So they uh 
they they find about half a mile away from the binoculars, um, they see a naked Richard covered in blood on a rock. And I like to picture, like, Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's spotted, he, he takes off in the opposite direction. So there's just this naked, blood-covered man in the desert. Crazy eyes with officers around. wondering if they should call for backup or like <laughs> shoot him or <laughs> some days I would like to be a police officer and help the world and then other days I think of things like this where you're just like all <laughs> all the shades of nope Could you imagine being called out to like Sam's Valley or something some yeah. out in the woods area here and it's just like you got this I gotta go to Medford. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I just remember that, that, something in the that my shift just it ended like five minutes ago. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they arrest him, thinking that he killed someone. Good thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of a. a good conclusion if he's covered in blood and there's a freaking liver in a bucket in his truck. Yeah. Um, Was that even his truck? Yes. Okay. I didn't see anything that said it wasn't. So, uh, Richard's 27 at this point, too. So, like, think of all the things that he's achieved in his life so far that we will never achieve. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, He says the blood is his own. And it was seeping out of his skin. Like, it's my blood. It's just leaking. (laughs) Please tell me they didn't just were like, okay, have a nice day. Bye-bye. Well, after they tested the liver and blood in the truck and found that it belonged to a cow, he was released without any charges. What about the cow? Well, today, you know, living out in the woods, if you kill a cow, you owe the guy a cow. Yeah, I know. I don't think that was the thing back then, apparently. like In case you folks didn't know and you were super interested in livestock, if you hit a cow, you owe the farm guy a new cow. Like, that's how it is. <laughs> so, uh, four months later in December in Sacramento, this is when things get really sad and fucked up. Uh, 51-year-old Ambrose Griffin dropped dead as he was helping his wife bring groceries into his home. She thought it was a heart attack. But it was Richard who decided to do a random drive-by shooting. So he just drove by and shot this guy dead. And all he was doing was bringing groceries in. Just no reason? No. Just. And it was with a fucking twenty-two caliber bullet. Those things are small, huh? I know. But this was like his go-to weapon for everything. Huh. Where did he get shot? I don't remember. But. Imagine somewhere in the back, because he was bringing groceries in. Like maybe like right in the back of the neck? Or? I don't know. I don't know, but he just dropped dead. Hopefully it was quick and painless, or, you know. Yeah. But I... Well, for her to think that it was just a heart attack, like, he must not have been bleeding very much. It's 22, and they don't even make a lot of noise. Yeah. Not much louder than the car they were driving by, probably. Um, In January, so not even like a month later... Uh, residents in Sacramento were reporting a prowler entering backyards and homes. In one home, Chase was caught by the owners, and he ran off after the husband tried to kick his ass. And they found that some of their stuff was stolen, 
and that he urinated in the baby's dresser drawer and took a big old dump in the baby's bed. Was the baby in the bed? No. They were out, but okay. they came home to but him. But they came home to him taking a crap in their child's uh-uh. bed and peeing in their drawers. I would burn all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you had spiders in a stuffed animal, which is horrifying. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't burn your house down. You. Poor. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I know. I wanted to. Ian I remember not you let me. crying on the phone and like, I'm like, get your inhaler. You need to breathe. Yeah. I was pregnant, wasn't I, at the time? Uh, or did I just have Liam? I think you just had him or you were yeah. getting ready to. <laughs> to have it. I just remember like, it was after the baby shower because I was one of the baby shower gifts. Right. And then I go in there and I'm like, what's all this thread? And then I'm like, this isn't thread. And it just like exploding. And there's like a whole bunch of little uh, tiny spiders just like fleeing out everywhere. And then I was like screaming and clawing myself. And I had like claw marks from me like trying to get them off. And Nightmare fuel. Nightmare fuel. I had horror movies. blocked that out of my memory, by the way. So I'm sorry. thank you for trudging that back up. Well, you know, I had half a cup of coffee, so it's payback, I guess. You know what? Your other half is somewhere around <laughs> here, so why don't you drink it and stop bitch? Because I don't want to get up, go downstairs, find it, or make Asshole. a new cup of coffee. Anyway. Asshole. <laughs> uh, so January 23rd, same month. Okay, so this is his thought process, too. I don't know if I remember to write this down. Um, He would go around and test doors. Like, the neighborhood saw this guy walking around houses as a prowler. He would test doors. Mm-hmm. If they were locked, it was his sign that he was not welcome to enter. Oh, my God. I remember hearing about yeah. this, I think. And if they were unlocked, then it was, like, a sign. That it was that okay. It, yeah, that it was, that he could go in and do what he liked. Mm. It's fucking crazy. January 23rd, same month. Chase entered a house and shot Teresa Whalen three times. Uh, one of them was in her hand, so it was like a defensive defi- wound. Yeah. like Her door was unlocked because she was going to take out the garbage. So, your last thing on earth that you were going to do. Hopefully mm-hmm. you don't come back as a repeating ghost image trying to take out the garbage. Yeah. Like, fucking sucks. Uh so he then had sex with her corpse, which I'm going to change that to raped her corpse. Yeah. Uh, while stabbing her with a butcher knife and like drinking from the wounds while he's raping it. Um, he then removed multiple organs, cut off one of her nipples and drank her blood using a yogurt cup. He gathered some of the blood as well and bathed in it in her tub. Oh. He went outside, saw dog crap in the yard, picked it up. And put it in her throat before leaving. Why? Go, why would you? I mean, that's... He is an unorganized killer. Yeah. Who's classified as that? Yeah. She was three months pregnant. Oh. And he, um, he put one of the bullet casings in her mailbox. Like, just... What the fuck is this guy doing? What? It's It's awful. <laughs> okay. Continue. January 27th, same month, three more bodies were found. Evelyn Miroth, I think. Uh, Her five-year-old son, who was shot in the head. Uh, Bathtub. Wow, okay. This was very... Okay, so he goes in this house. Mm -hmm. 
Evelyn is there with her five-year-old son. She's babysitting her 22-month-old nephew, David. And I... Oh, she had a neighbor over, too. His name, I think, was Don. I didn't write this down. I just read it. She was taking a bath. The neighbor was over to watch the kids. Yeah. So Richard comes in the house, shoots Don point blank in the face. He dies. He... The kid tries to run away, the five-year-old. Shoots him dead in the face, too. Um, shoots the twenty month, 22-month-old baby in the head, dead. Uh, <laughs> Evelyn comes out, shoots her. Um, then he... Oh, my gosh. Is this not that one I was thinking of? Okay, so maybe I didn't write this one all down. Of course, because maybe I didn't want to mention it, he also does bad things to her body. Probably along the same lines as the other one. Yeah, and I remember someone filed a report saying, like, there was enormous amounts of semen in her rectum, so, like, he just kept doing it. A little girl comes over and knocks on the door, because she wants to play with the five-year-old, I assume, and that scares him off. So he's done doing his horrible things, and he leaves. Before he does leave, he grabs the 22-month-old baby's body. David, I think his name was. Yeah, David. Because he was noticed prowling around, uh, there happens to be a police sketch of him. And a woman who went to school with him recognized his likeliness. Mm -hmm. She calls the police and tells them that recently she saw him on the day of Teresa Whalen's murder. Uh at the town and country shopping center in Sacramento. But he saw her too. And he comes up to her and he's dirty. He's got long hair. He's covered in smudges and dirt. He's real skinny. Like he doesn't take care of himself, obviously. Mm -hmm. He's wearing this orange snow jacket in fucking Sacramento. Like <laughs> well, I mean there are people who are accustomed to really warm yeah, weather. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, yeah. the people who are down in Florida, and they're like, oh, it's wintertime, and it's, like, 70 degrees outside, and they have, like, parkas and big yeah. old, like, I have cousins from Arizona stuff. who are freezing and <laughs> all the time. <laughs> We're like, They've God, adapted. so nice. His orange jacket is covered in brown stains. She oh. doesn't really r recognize at the time that this happened that it was blood, you know? Yeah. So this is just after her fucking murder. Um, he came up to her and he's like, hey. And she's like, who the fuck are you? She doesn't even recognize him. He's changed so much. And he goes, "Don't you, do you remember the guy um, from high school who died in a motorcycle accident? And she was like, she's like, what the fuck? Like, because that was her boyfriend, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I heard a podcast people say that it was her fucking boyfriend who died. And that's like how he made the connection. Like, how oh. can I talk to this person? Oh, yeah, this thing happened. Like, it'd be as if someone came up to us and said, hey, do you remember this guy who died? Which happened to us a couple times. Or that times. one person that we know that came up to you and you're like, and was like, oh, you're so-and-so's ex-girlfriend. No, or... he goes, you're used to be Thomas's lady. Yeah. And I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, that happened to me. Uh, it happens to a lot of people, I imagine. So, she's freaked the fuck out. She gets in her car, locks it, and drives off. Yeah. Well, that's a natural, healthy response. Definitely. Like, she was like, this is really scary. I'm out of here. And I wrote, 
uh, locked the shit out of it and drove like a bat out of a cliche because it was 3 a.m. when I wrote this. <laughs> okay. So Not bad for 3 a.m., honestly. <clears throat> well, that's like my 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because she called it in, they did a background check on him. She like knew his name and everything. And uh, they found the... <laughs> They found the cow, for the the desert thing, and uh, found that he had a gun registered to his name. So that twenty two has been using to kill people is in his name. Like, okay, well, (laughs) at least there's that. He's a law abiding citizen, Jesse. (laughs) He just needs blood. Okay, he can't live without it. He's drying up. Um, they they go to his address. It's at an apartment complex, and cops knock on the door. They know he's in there because they can hear him rummaging, but he doesn't come out. So, and they don't have a warrant. And these are rookies. <laughs> these are rookies after this guy. This story is messed up. Uh, um, they they go to the manager's office. So there wasn't a single person there that wasn't a rookie, or was it just? There's three guys, and um, according to on the documentary, because mm-hmm. I wrote some stuff that Wayne. Irie, he's one of the detectives there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a rookie at the time, I believe. I remember okay. so rookies. They they call um, their supervisor to get a warrant, and they're waiting to hear back about it. And they're they're like watching the apartment to see what's going on. And Richard walks out with the fucking box, and like it's full of dirty rags and shit. And later, they find it's full of, like, dirty rags, dirty wallpaper. And when I say dirty, I mean covered in blood. Because that's oh, his regular. Yeah. Um, and I think his 22 was in it. Like, he was trying to get rid of evidence. Yeah. It sounds like he was trying to clean up mm-hmm. his apartment, which I will tell you about in a little bit. So, he, he gets out. Cops start to go after him. He looks. He starts to run. Like, he's freaking out. And this detective, Wayne Irie, he already had it in his head that this guy took a 22-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. He's missing. And according to the other crime scenes that are so fucked up, yeah, if he has this child, I'm going to shoot him. And he's like, he's really funny. It's, it's not funny. But in the documentary, he's like, throws his hands up and he's like, cops aren't supposed to have that. <laughs> that attitude, you know? But he's like, I was going to do it. I already had my mind made up. I love this guy. Like, he, he's wonderful. There's a brawl on the fucking lawn. They start fighting each other. They notice that Chase has his gun in his... It wasn't in the box. It was in his jacket, I think. Yeah. And they're fighting it out. And uh, Detective Wayne Irie pulls his gun out. And he puts it in the... Because they got him on the ground. And they put it on his ear. And, mm-hmm. like, he's, like... In the documentary, he's like, If you move, I'm going to blow your brains out. <laughs> and he's like, I could have done it. It would have been justified. He wasn't stopped fighting. And that's when I realized that I'm not like him. Mm. And it was just like, it was really cool to see that moment but of him telling him that story. I wonder story. how many cops actually go through that kind of a moment where they're like, they know somebody is absolutely guilty. A horrendous monster. And yeah. they're like, he needs to die. We don't need this kind of guy to go through the justice system. He but, just needs to be eradicated. But then has to choose to be the better person. Yeah, but he's like, I'm not like him. And that's when, you know, yeah. so they arrested him. Nobody died. Nobody got shot. Good job, police officers. I um, hate to ask, but what happened to the little baby's body? You will find out in a little bit. 
just remember that he was shot in the house. And he was already dead. He was already dead. We're breaking our rules today. And if you guys don't, if you listeners don't know what our rules are, we didn't really like want to cover feeling, like, very uncomfortable things that involve children. children. Yeah. At least, you know, Liam's age, especially with the new mom I, I don't, I don't, I can't. It, it's hard. <laughs> okay. He's in custody. Mm-hmm. They enter the apartment. Okay. There is blood everywhere. Every- name name something. In the house. Name something. Uh the television. Yes. Uh the light bulb on the yes. ceiling. Uh toothbrush? Yes. Uh oh. Just imagine a red room. <laughs> Was he painting with it? No. He's just this I, no, we don't know. He's fucking nuts. He's surround. He just he's a is blood this, person. Is this uh, okay? Everything is covered in blood. Absolutely dishes? everything. The dishes in the dishes. Sink? Everything. Everything in the fridge is either probably Coca Cola and organs from animals, body parts, shit like that. One of the things, really sad to say, just remember he was already dead. Was um, David's brain in the fridge. And, like, like it didn't specify, mm. but a part of him. And he was in the fridge. And there, there's body parts in the blender. A dirty-ass fucking motherfucking blender. Full of blood and shit. And it's, like, probably they what we know or what we are told is animal parts. So he's still killing animals, stuff like that. you know. But he's also killing people. And everything is just absolutely soaked and covered in blood. Can you imagine the smell? Just rot and copper no i mm. okay so our boy wayne interrogated him um he couldn't get him to admit to killing anybody uh just animals (laughs) i don't kill anyone i just mutilate the neighbor's pets like uh they have no idea where the baby is luckily two months later they find david so let's remember that he is found he's not missing out somewhere never found never put to rest he is found richard put him in a box um and it is i'll I'll just leave out some parts um he was the baby was found behind uh the church a church in sacramento arcade wayland church i think it says and uh, all the remains and clothing were in the box. So, some things, which I'm sure the real things are unfortunately certain body parts from this child, weren't in the box. But other things, like TV shows that are on network television, can't say certain things or mm-hmm. won't. And thank God. So, baby's found. Put to rest. Thank God. On May 8th, the jury found shades. This is all copy-pasted, because this is better than what I could stenographer. Stenographer. Stenographize. (laughs) On May 8th, the jury found Chase guilty of six counts of first-degree murder. The defense asked for a clemency hearing, which in which a judge determined that Chase was not legally insane. He was sentenced to die in the gas chamber. Waiting to die, Chase became a feared presence in the prison. The other inmates, including several gang members, aware of the graphic and bizarre nature of his crimes, feared him. And according to prison officials, they often tried to convince him to commit suicide. Because they didn't want to get close enough to kill him themselves. (laughs) 
Chase also granted a series of interviews with Robert Wrestler, which, do you recognize that name? The, the I, I'm longer, like shaking my no, no. head, but they can't see me shaking. The longer we do this, the more you're going to hear his name. He okay. helped coin the term serial killer. He's a wonderful oh, detective. He does okay. take a lot of credit for things he shouldn't, but he did have an interview with Robert Wrestler, during which he spoke of his fears of Nazis and UFOs, claiming that although he had killed, it was not his fault. He had been forced to kill to keep himself alive, which he believed any person would do. He asked Wrestler to give him access to a radar gun with which he could apprehend the Nazi UFOs. So that the Nazis so, so that could stand trial UFOs, for the murders. But they're Nazi UFOs. Yeah, and okay. he wants them to stand trial. <laughs> he needs a gun to get the UFOs. This guy is so insane. He also handed Wrestler a large amount of macaroni and cheese, which he had been hoarding in his pants pockets, <sighs> believing that the prison officials were in league with the Nazis and attempting to kill him. And what, the macaroni and cheese was currency? Like No, it's poison. It's poison? He's like, here, Robert... You can you can do you can do this here. Here's uh, I got I got proof. You just gotta sample this macaroni and cheese, and you will find that it is laced with poison from the Nazis, because they're in league with the Nazis. This guy is all sorts of cuckoo. Yeah. <coughs> okay. <laughs> On December twenty sixth, nineteen eighty, a guard doing cell checks found Chase lying awkwardly in his bed, not breathing. An autopsy determined that Chase committed suicide with an overdose of prison doctor prescribed antidepressants and that he has sa- he was saving him up for the last few weeks. And the last thing I have here is the 1988 movie Rampage was loosely based on Chase's crimes. I've never seen it, but have I kind of want to, maybe after a couple months. Have you ever seen the show Criminal Minds? No, but I know about it. There's a couple of episodes that I feel like might have been inspired by this guy. Yeah, he is truly one of the horrendous monsters. Yeah, that's... Was that heavy hitter enough for you? Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody! (laughs) I feel like... We're gonna cover it eventually. um, Yeah, but... Oh, that poor baby. He was... um, I don't know the exact definition of every medical term out there but i'm pretty certain that he was schizophrenic because he had a lot of weird beliefs yeah you okay yeah my dry eye is bothering me because i want to cry but it's not producing any tears (laughs) (laughs) now my eye itches happy new year (laughs) started out so bubbly and happy and it just went so dark i'm glad that's so dark i tell you i had to stop a lot last night and have my palate cleanser of playing the dinosaur game yeah (laughs) i always have to like drown myself out and like really happy bright cartoon stuff yeah "Ah, the world's happy disney yay (laughs) okay i don't want to say this because he's my favorite character but richard chase Kind of looks like Hector Rivera from Coco. Oh. And that makes me want to (laughs) cry. Don't look it up. Just like there's, I saw and I'm like, just that picture that he has when he's trying to get Miguel to, what a weird ass segue we're having. The picture that Miguel has that he's supposed to take to the land of the living kind of reminded me of a picture of a more disgusting, obviously, human being. So, yeah. I need a breather for just one second. 
You want me to pause it? No, it's fine. Okay. It's just, wow, that was a heavy hitter. One of the heaviest. Yeah, well, mine's a heavy hitter, too, so now it's... Okay. Wonder Twins activate. Form of depression. <laughs> Darkness. Um. Darkness. No parents. <laughs> thought you were quoting Batman the Lego movie. I know. <laughs> Hurry up. Let's get this okay. better. I feel like a terrible human being for giggling through some of that. Well, it's it's your response to feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, have you heard of the case of Chris Watts? Yeah, I'm sure I have, but I can't. This is very recent, so this is really different from what I normally will do. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to go into the case of Chris Watts, and uh, I'll just go ahead and jump into it. All right. Shannon Watts returned home um, around 2 a.m. on August 13th, 2018. Okay. Okay. Uh, and she was basically in sales for like a makeup company, I believe it was. So she did a, a fair amount of traveling each year to go to conventions and stuff. So it wasn't unusual for her to do that. All right. Uh, so she got home around 2 a.m. And her best friend, uh, Nicole Atkins, gave her a ride home. And on the plane ride home, Shannon was complaining of feeling very unwell and she was 15 weeks pregnant so she had made an appointment to go see the OB-GYN to get everything checked out and make sure everything was okay and she is a high-risk pregnancy because she was um had lupus and diabetes I believe did she know she was pregnant she knew she was pregnant are you supposed to fly when you're pregnant you can fly until a certain point in your pregnancy and then it's not recommended um so she got home uh, and her husband, Chris Watts, was home with the children because they already have two kids. Wow. Okay. And everything seemed pretty normal when uh, Nicole dropped her off. Later that day, uh, Shannon and the two children were reported missing by Atkins or Atkinson. Nicole Atkins. I'll just say Nicole. Reported I by do that too. I write down the last name when I want to say the first. Yeah. So, Nicole, like, she reported them missing. Okay. And it was because uh, she was supposed to pick Shannon up to go to the OB-GYN, and Shannon didn't come to the door, and she called the OB-GYN place, and they're like, no, she's not here, she's missed her appointment, and they couldn't hear or see anybody inside the house, and, like, her friend was starting to get really worried because, you know, being diabetic, she could have like collapsed yeah, and there right. could be a problem so she ended up contacting the police and she's like i need you guys to come here and do a wellness check and then of course she tried to get a hold of shannon's husband uh chris to see if like he knew anything or if he had taken her to the hospital if something was wrong you know because the kids she couldn't tell if the kids were there she couldn't tell what was going on and so uh that was kind of the first Things are, are going not right. And uh, so about 12 p.m. is when she had to show up there. And about 30 minutes later, the police department uh, sends somebody. And they're there doing a welfare check. And he's looking around the house. And I actually watched the body cam mm-hmm. footage of this. Because uh, you can watch that. 
of him like looking through the windows and then uh of course like the video that i was watching on youtube was showing had like clips and stuff and from what the house normally looked like and the house was like spick and span okay like had been very thoroughly cleaned and stuff and they couldn't find any kind of forced entry they couldn't find anything they couldn't have there was no sound from anybody nobody was responding um they couldn't get into the house because they didn't have a warrant, mm-hmm. you know, and since nothing looked amiss, they, they couldn't just forcibly enter. And so the husband, Chris, he arrives and he gives like this whole thing of, oh, well, the, the d- garage door is broken, so I'm going to have to enter in first and then let you guys in. And it takes him like a few minutes to go through the garage to the front door. I'm not really sure what he was doing during those few minutes time because... He had to pee. Yeah, he probably had to pee or something. You know, it was like, it was it was a little weird. It was a little off. Right. Sounds weird. Okay. And so the police discover that her purse, her phone, all of her possessions, still in the house. Like, she never left. Okay. The only thing that was missing is what Chris said was, oh, my children's blankets are missing. And they can't sleep without those blankets. So wherever she took them... Uh, she made sure to bring those. Right. But she didn't make sure to bring her medications or her purse or her phone. God, this all sounds really familiar. I don't know if I heard it from a podcast or not. And so I'm going to talk about that police cam video because like this whole police cam video, it was this guy talking about body language and how you could tell when the cops started to piece things weren't quite right. Yeah. And so in this video, you can see that Chris keeps on, like, he's on his phone, he's on his phone, and he doesn't seem very concerned at all. Like, not really very concerned. And every single time anybody makes any kind of suggestion, like, of, oh, well, is she at the community pool that's, like, just a couple blocks down? Like, you guys walk there regularly? Could she be there and just didn't realize the time? Could she have taken the kids here? Do you know if she maybe went to the hospital? And he would just shoot down every single one of those options. And went like, didn't look worried about it, mm-hmm. you know. And then they would be like, "Well, why would she leave without her phone if she's pregnant and with two small children? And why doesn't she have a purse?" And and he'd come up with like an excuse, but then you'd see him messaging on the phone. Um. So that's when you could see like the police, his body language kind of changed because he was like, hmm, like this isn't adding up. And the only time you see Chris get really worried is when the police says, okay, well, I'm going to go over to your neighbor because your neighbor has a doorbell cam Mm -hmm. that's facing towards your house. And that's the only time where you see Chris start to panic. What's he do? He like immediately stops texting and like looks up and like kind of did not know that his neighbor had one of those cameras. Yeah. So, um, they goes down downstairs and they're like watching on this like TV thing, the the thing, and the only person you see leaving the house is him. Okay. But it's around his slightly usual time that he leaves for work and he has to drive a bit. He's he works for an oil company and has to go to the oil sites and stuff like that and he's he's pretty much independent, so he doesn't really have any supervision mm-hmm. either. Uh but the neighbor did make mention that he left about thirty minutes early, which isn't too too much earlier. Okay. So there's that that whole thing that instantly like 
kind of goes, huh, that's a little interesting for this. All right, so the next day he has um he has a few interviews with like the local news stations and other news stations like there's a few of them there and I'm just going to give you some quotes as to what he's saying okay I came home and walked in the house and nothing just vanished that's the way he's describing it like his family just vanishing okay it just seems like I'm living in a nightmare and I can't get out of it and in my heart I believe she is somewhere and I hope she is safe Okay. Okay. So that's that's what he was telling, like all of it's these not, interviews. They're not like full sentences. They're just like well, this is just kind of bullet point. Yeah. Bullet point. Yeah. Bullet point. <laughs> I mean, you can watch the interviews. Well, at least one of them, and you can tell that it's not quite right. It's not. There's something off about it. And he, he does put a little bit more into it, but these are his kind of, like, he's, it's almost like he's trying to make it sound like he's concerned when he's not, mm-hmm. is the way I'd put it. Did you read anything about, like, a uh, a professional going over how he's speaking and stuff? Yeah, I watched, like, this whole, like, body language video and a video about um his, it was actually body language and his speech patterns like how they would change depending on his comfortability yeah okay so uh and then then let's go to his being arrested okay okay (laughs) we're just jumping to all like yeah he's already the bad guy it, it was pretty much the police already knew it they were putting things together they they started um trying to find a motive and they were instantly able to find a motive Mm Hmm. what's the motive uh so, in 2015, they the family had to file for bankruptcy. All right, and he does have a life insurance policy out on, on her. Okay. Which it won't if it's if he murders her, he doesn't get the money. Obviously. What? <laughs> yeah. Where does think? it say that in the life insurance <laughs> yeah. policy? But on top of that, he was he had just recently got into an affair. And oh. the affair got steamier and steamier. Ooh. And he had this secret app on his phone that was like, it was made to look like a calculator. And then you'd enter in like a certain sequence of numbers. And that's where all of his naked photos of his girlfriend and their text messages and stuff were. Do you know the name of this app? I don't. I could. <laughs> I know someone who could use it. Really? Yes. <laughs> Um, so, but we'll go into the affair towards the end. Okay. Because I want to focus more on, on him. But yeah, so they were able to, and they were like, well, there's our motive. And with the video from the neighbor showing he's the only one that went in and out of the house and there's absolutely no sign of any kind of forced entry or anything going wrong with the house. That's what they were able to do to arrest him. (coughs) It was enough for them to get a, a court order that's cool yeah uh so his job the day he was arrested his job fired him <laughs> they were like um, oh you're because they saw him being arrested or for another reason i think they were 
I think the police probably was calling and asking them questions, and oh, then that okay. made them go, hmm, we don't want this, so right. bye-bye, you know, or they were saying, hey, he's not going to show up to work because he's being arrested, because mm-hmm. they arrested him from the house. And then they removed several garbage bags full of things that was supposedly evidence. Um, so he was arrested for the murder of his family, and... They also had a failed polygraph, by the way. Meaning? He had a polygraph test and he completely failed it. Okay. Like he was lying through the entire thing when they were like, do you know where she is? No, no, I don't. Unfortunately, polygraph tests aren't enough to convict. It No, but there's, he, he ends up confessing. Oh, during the polygraph. <laughs> after the polygraph. <laughs> and after a few hours of questioning, like he keeps saying, I don't know, I don't know. And then he finally goes, I want to talk to my dad. Oh, so okay. he won't confess until his dad's there. So his dad gets there and he starts confessing to murdering Shannon. Uh-huh. And he goes, but dad, I had to. She, we, we were having marital problems and we got into this really heated argument. And with her pregnancy hormone, she went crazy and she killed our children. And in a fit of rage, I just strangled her to death. And then that was the story. That's what uh-huh. he was trying to pull off was... She murdered the children and I had to kill her. And and it was like this because blind... Because of the pregnancy hormone? Yeah. It, it was... And because we had this huge fight and she just went crazy and she killed our kids. And the, and I went crazy seeing her kill our kid. And I, I killed her. And I didn't mean to. It just... I went into a fit of rage kind of a thing. And so that was the story that he was trying to pass off. Right. And okay. I say story because they were able to prove it wrong. Dead. Um... So, after he confessed, but before they proved it wrong, they asked him, you know, where are the bodies? Okay. Well, he had purposely changed his um, day around at work, his work day, to cover this other person. Like, he said, oh, I'll go out to this oil site so you don't have to. And he did that for, like, a couple days in advance to this happening. Because it was extremely isolated and there was nobody ever working on that oil site. Hmm. So he was already... That's premeditative right there. Yeah. Right. He buried her in a shallow... Shannon was buried in a shallow grave uh, several yards away from the oil tanks. Okay. And then he placed his daughters inside the oil tanks. Oh my god. Okay. He had to push them through an inch hole. They were four and two. Their body got, their bodies got severely disfigured from him shoving their bodies through this little tiny hole that they did not physically fit through. Like one, one of them was scalped because of it. Oh my god! Yeah, and he separated them. There's two oil tanks. He put one daughter in one. The younger daughter and the other one. And then he made sure the mom was separated from her children. And um, they do count her unborn child as a murder too. Which was going to be a boy, by the way. His name was going to be Nico. So it was um, Bella and Celeste. Nico. Uh, I think they actually... So, yeah. I mean, how do you... If... If your wife killed your kid, that you went into this blind fit of rage, 
and killed your wife, why would you do that to their bodies? Right. Um, if your wife <clears throat> went into a fit of rage and killed your children and you blacked out and killed your wife because of it, why didn't you call the police? The police. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he said that she strangled them. Okay. Okay. And that it, w- it was her fault. Does that mean that he strangled them or is he just... They weren't even strangled. The only one that was strangled was Shannon and it took her four minutes to die. Yeah, because strangulation takes a lot longer than the movies make it seem. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was proven that Shannon died first. Mm -hmm. And then he went into his um, daughter's rooms and he suffocated them with a pillow. And they know this for a fact because the older daughter, Bella, had... um, basically was fighting back the entire time mm-hmm. trying to trying to bite her dad off and trying to fight she was biting through the pillow so they had like the actual fibers like in her throat and in her stomach oh and her God. teeth and stuff and then the younger daughter she just she didn't fight back she just died jesus uh so yeah it's this guy's a monster I don't I don't understand how anybody could do that to their children. I don't How do you do that? How do you do that to your children? Um I think and live with yourself. He like would be, how he'd be a family annihilator is typically what happens to men who freak out because they can't provide for their family well enough. So they think he, the best option for their family is to kill them, but he also did have the affair, right? Yeah, he had this affair. And here's the thing is like after the 2015 bankruptcy, um his wife, Shannon, she got this really cool job where she was making a decent amount of money. So like things started turning around and then he got a promotion at his job working for this oil company. And, you know, was he making more money than her? Uh I think, I don't remember, to be honest. I don't really remember. I just remember that their financial situation was turning around. Right. And then the person that he was having an affair with, uh, Nicole Kessinger, she was... Not that we're going to name names or anything. (laughs) Well, she's involved in this, whether... So... She was his co-worker. Well, I figured it'd be something like that. Right. And uh, very similar in looks to Shannon, but just a y- little bit younger. Okay. Not that much younger either, <laughs> but a little bit younger. And he has a type. He has a type. And so, like, it started out, I guess, as a harmless flirting, and then he started... No. Then it started picking up, and, well, this is what was said in the thing I was watching on this. Um, no, I know you don't believe in harmless flirting either. No, I don't. Unless it's with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and he had this secret calculator app. I, I still need the name of that, by the way. I don't know what it For was. But they just, they kind of went into, like, how he was very meticulous to do that. Um, to remove... The pictures that she was sending and that he was sending her, he would put it into this app and stuff like that. So he could look at it without ever getting caught, basically. Right. But for several months, he had become withdrawn Mm -hmm. from his wife and they were starting to fight. And, like, he became very cold to her, didn't want to spend time with her, 
she was constantly like talking to her her friend um nicole atkinson and saying things like he's he's cold to me he he doesn't want me around blah 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 blah. we're fighting i don't know he's he says that he's just fallen out of love with me that we're no longer compatible and i don't know why so she didn't know about the affair until like basically until the night that he she confronted him about it she did confront him about it and was that her last night that was her last night about the affair but he had started changing his act around so she had sent some messages to her friends saying hey i think you know i think my marriage is going to get back together that things are going to work out blah 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 because my man came up with a solution yeah and um and then she said it was just him having having this fear of us having another kid he said that he doesn't think that he wants to have a third child he's happy with just the two he's really worried about our finances if we have another kid excuse me (laughs) um so you know there's this whole back and forth thing and i guess he didn't really realize that she was talking to her friends about her relationship with him because for a while he was just trying to be like oh yeah no we were fine and then he would change the story to okay no we we weren't fine and she's the one who wanted a divorce and she she was just done with it and i was gonna work it out with her i, w- I was sorry for having an affair right and then um kessinger was like they were able to look at her because they wanted to know if she knew anything mm-hmm. and it's to me seems like she knows more than what she's trying to let on just because of of the um are you okay that was not i don't know why they call that the funny bone (laughs) you hit your funny bone yes because it's not very funny it just hurts (laughs) uh but from what i understand is like he was telling her that their his marriage was already pretty much over yeah and stuff and that she wasn't aware that they were still together but she was still looking up um shannon and looking him up and like looking at their relationship status on like Facebook and stuff because they were able to bring up her search history to see if she, you know, helped plan the murder at all. Yeah. But they don't think she did. They think he just kind of was like, I gotta get rid of these people to have a fresh start. So did he try to plead insanity? He did not. He actually pleaded guilty to avoid the death sentence. Okay. So he pleaded guilty, and then it was her family who pleaded with the judge to not give him the death sentence. That if he pleaded guilty and he gives a reasonable amount of time and and is able to go into in-depth of why he did it, that the death penalty should be taken off. Because they don't believe it's right for anybody to take a life. And they right. want him to sit there and think about that. Right. What state is this? Uh, Colorado, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was Colorado. I'm I'm looking, but my phone's dying. <laughs> That's fine. So. I was just curious if it was somewhere over here. Because I could have sworn I've heard about this, but well, I November, think there's a lot of yeah, stories similar. There's, there's a lot of similar stories, but November 6th is when he went to trial or when he pleaded guilty and yeah wow so that was what an episode 
yeah I just I couldn't my brain still like I just I don't understand that like if you're so unhappy why don't you just get a divorce but I guess in his mind he was thinking he could have a completely fresh start with his new girlfriend who he had plans to marry Uh uh-huh and she was okay with marrying him did she she have any idea that that all this happened well she knows that it happened obviously obviously you know but she says she had no clue and that he's just a complete liar and he made her think that he was somebody that he wasn't what yeah no (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that she never knew the real him basically jesus so yeah I just, I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't. I mean, how do you do that to your kids? The During the trial, like, I can't remember who it was, but one of the people that it was either his his mom or his dad or somebody had a video of, of Bella singing or, or talking about um, her dad, Chris, and how he's like her protector and this and that. And like, they showed the video. And I was just like, ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I still want to say like family annihilator. And I think, I mean, obviously I don't know, but I think the reason why he, instead of just getting a divorce and getting separated, that I'm responsible for this family. It's my job to do these things. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but I want to be with this younger version of someone that looks like my wife. Mm-hmm. So I have to kill them because they're my responsibility. Like yeah. family annihilator shit. It's what it sounds like to me is like yeah. No, I can totally see that because he he didn't he obviously didn't give any thought to giving a, a divorce. No, no, uh, you know, and it's like he didn't want to have to pay for the divorce. He didn't want to have to go through all the financial problems of it. And honestly, I don't think he wanted his kids around, but he didn't want his kids to have a different dad. Right. Because he doesn't want his kids around to ruin his new sex life. And also, he, like, didn't even... He didn't even come up with any story. Just, I don't know where she went. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't... He didn't get rid of her purse. I'll send you the link to the videos because I don't know. When I first watched it, I was like damn this dude is not he just thought it would all go away yeah and then like when he said he he buried his wife right he buried yeah, her in a shallow grave like not even a couple of yards away from it the was oil a, site it was a few yards away from the oil site it's yeah. a few yards he so. should have gone out into the woods <laughs> like you know yeah. he didn't even put her that far away and then he put his fucking kids and in the oil tanks yeah it, it just and the fact that he had taken on the responsibility of going to that site for this other co-worker person like and told them no you don't have to do that i'll do that you know just to me that screams or like premeditative story at mm-hmm. all like any kind of story yeah where's my friend she went to her mom's house well he still has something he still hasn't given the reason why after they gave him the evidence and being like you're an effing liar because we were able to tell that you smothered them with pillows and she wasn't strangled, blah, 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 you know, and, and Shannon died first. And 
Yeah. So he has to, part of his sentencing is is that he has to give a a reason why. At least that's the way he's he's serving three life sentences. That's good. So he'll never but he'll never make it out. Well, happy new year happy everybody. New year. Happy depression. Yay. Well, well, we sure did it. I don't think we need to do anything else forever. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you, I don't think I'll ever do another one with kids in it. It just, it bothers me so much. (laughs) It does. Oh, so I'm not even in the mood to do a would you rather, and I have my phone's way over there. Would you rather lose weight this year or eat all the food? (laughs) Let's just change the subject. Hard left turn. <laughs> Hard left turn. <laughs> Eat all the food. I'm gonna lose weight, baby. This is my year. I'm when next time my family comes over and visits, or Cat or Chanel or whoever comes and visits us, I'm I'm gonna be so buff, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "Wow, Sam, how did you get so buff?" And I'll be like, "I ate none food. <laughs> be none like, of the food. I, I, I work out. I work out." <laughs> that song in a long time and now you're gonna listen to it (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably i need some palate cleansing stat yeah i'm like okay time for some uh fallout when i get home yeah time for a nice warming cup of coffee now i have to listen to all this all i want to do all i want to do is just go home and hug my son and give him lots of kisses i haven't watched game grumps yet today okay that's a great palate cleanser yeah and I missed one episode yesterday, so I've got three episodes of Game Grumps. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't watched it in a really long time. So I got You're lots. busy. Yeah. It's part of my routine. <laughs> it is. I wake up, get my coffee, watch Game Grumps, turn it off, go upstairs, go ready for work, go to work, go to the gym, come home, sleep. <laughs> and in between that, you message me. Oh, and I do yoga somewhere in there. Yeah, I haven't started that yet. I... We don't need to talk about this on the podcast. It could don't. be part of the Chillcast. The yo- okay. Well, welcome to the Chillcast. Welcome now. to the Chillcast. This we need to say goodbye first. Oh, okay. Wait. Bye bye. Uh, no, wait. <laughs> if you want to email us, tcdwpodcast at gmail We're on social media, as in we have social media, but we don't. Our schedules use have it. been kind of crappy for making that work talk amongst yourselves there's a discord link on our twitter i believe so if you want to join the discord we got a couple people in there sometimes we Wasn't talk that part of our patreon it was but it's not anymore okay we have patreon donate to us <laughs> or don't it's fine either uh, or <coughs> um what else I don't know. Happy New Year! Happy birthday, Aaron. I hope you don't listen to this episode <laughs> on your birthday. So <laughs> we love Game Grumps and Starbomb and the sex party and everything you do. And I'm not stalking your Twitters, but I am. Or your Instagram. Oh, okay. If you want to if you want a little bit more of an active Twitter from one of us regarding <laughs> whatever if you want to stalk my life, it's at Don't Call Me Sammy. So follow okay. Soren. He's Sporks Lord. <laughs> From that one episode. <laughs> he couldn't get the name that we told him to get. Yeah. But he's Sporks Lord now. I love it. <laughs> I love his dedication to us. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Uh, we love you guys. See you later. Bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs>